Blog Talk Radio. Get organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener and welcome if you are listening for the very first time. Hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes and Stitcher Radio, as well as hello to my Blog Talk Radio community and those who may be joining me in the chat room. I hope you are having a great start to your week. I feel like it's very windy here in Philadelphia this evening, and I feel like I'm in a windy city. Um, And before we get started, I want to let you know that today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. You want to listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free copy when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Well, tonight we have our returning guest expert, Felicia Wallace-Benton, from designing your vision, and she's going to be teaching us and telling us and providing techniques on how to organize our small bedrooms. You know, a lot of us now, we're spending a little bit more time indoors. What a great time to tackle that project, especially if you feel like the walls are coming in on you. And, of course, in the next half hour, we will be talking, I will be providing tips in my Taylor Tip Time. And, of course, I have my product suggestion, my app suggestion, and my repurpose suggestion of the week. But, of course, before we start talking and getting some tips and techniques from Felicia, I wanted to provide you with some statistics as it relates to the night's topic. And I found this on ask.com, and it says the average American bedroom for new homes is between 120 and 150 square feet. The master bedrooms are typically much larger, averaging about 200 square feet, without taking into account the closet space or the bathroom. And, of course, they did a survey, and it says 70%, 72% of Americans think a stressful morning affects the rest of their day. So if you've got clutter going on in your bedroom, then that really affects the rest of your day. But this is a very interesting statistic that I found. Because we're talking about bedrooms and I was trying to find something interesting and fun, the largest bed. The largest bed, and this was showcased on MTV Cribs, belongs to none other than Shaquille O'Neal, who is the former star of NBA player, who happens to be, of course, seven feet tall and about 300 pounds, apparently requires a sprawl space of 450 square feet. Now, if you remember, I just said that sometimes the average master bedroom is 200 square feet, but his bed alone is like about 400 square feet. And it says Shaq's bed is 15 feet by 30 feet, which would, for the sake of comparison, take up about 20% of the total floor space of an average 
single-family home. Of course, that was compared in about 2010. So can you imagine? That is how big his bed is. So I thought that would be just a really great segue as we talk about organizing our bedrooms. And, of course, all of you um, who have been following us faithfully, Felicia's firm is Designing Your Vision, which is a full-service interior design firm that provides one-of-a-kind interiors for residential and commercial spaces. Her team feels your home or business is more than just a space. It's a reflection of you. Designing your vision helps you to see the full potential in the most effective way to use your space. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Ms. Felicia Wallace-Benton. Good evening, Felicia. Good evening, Janet. How are you? I am doing fine. So did you find my statistic interesting? I did, and it is so true. (laughs) (laughs) I know you would It is so true. (laughs) I would like Um, to actually kind of, I guess, hmm? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I would say I would actually like to see his bed in person. You know, maybe they have it at some point. They'll probably put it in a museum. I don't even know if they could put it in a museum. It would take up so much space. (laughs) But actually just see, like, how big that is. But tonight we're talking about organizing a small bedroom. So as an interior designer, what are some of the things that you see people do or bring into the bedroom that they should not, specifically when they have a small bedroom? Okay. Well, on average, I mean, uh, more people, don't they don't bring things into the bedroom that they don't need. Um, okay. Like, you know, with, like, with an office or a kitchen, mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. may have other furniture in your living room, pieces that they don't need. In the bedroom, people really do keep it simple. The problem okay. is uh, when you have people who are trying to lay out their bedroom, um, all depends upon how the builder has built it or, or laid it out. They have problems in scaling and picking the right scale furniture to go with it. So that is like the biggest problem. Um, mm. And then from there, trying to figure out how to, you know, organize it. But the, the biggest thing I come across as a designer is the furniture. <laughs> Mm. Um, the scale of it and how it's laid out. So. Mm. And and I can yeah. see that because if you have a small bedroom but then you bring in all king-size pieces, that could be, I guess, depending on, like you said, how it's laid out, that can be kind of an issue, especially if you want to bring in all the pieces to the king-size bedroom suite. That's correct. That's correct. Mm. Um, when I used to work at Thomasville, I mean, we would have lovely, gorgeous, um, traditional pieces uh, or even some contemporary styles. And for the most part, they were made for these bigger um, bedrooms, the bedrooms that you're talking about that builders are building these master suites. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. can fit comfortably in there, but they cannot fit into your average bedroom. So any home, mm-hmm. I would say, that was built maybe in the 80s or in the 70s or any of the older homes, um, mm-hmm. older type of homes that you have like in the city or houses they some in some cases you can't even it, it going up the steps so <laughs> oh yeah mm. make it to the bedroom. but um mm. and a lot of people they 
they see the piece, they love it, they like the way that it functions, they know it's going to store what they need, but they don't go beyond that as to how it will fit and function in their bedroom. Mm. So, uh, so that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, so really what people should do is once they do find a piece is really maybe, or even before, maybe take the dimensions of the bedroom with them as they go yeah. shopping. I mean, okay. Yeah. As a designer, uh, I function in um, totally different than some interior designers where they go out and they design your whole space. What I do is say, okay, well, if you need X amount of pieces, I can lay out that you currently mm-hmm. have, especially if you're downsizing. And nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, we do come across a lot of people who are now empty nesters. They have all this space. They want to move into someplace smaller. So mm-hmm. what I do is take their current pieces, say yay or nay, look at the layout mm-hmm. of their space, and then show them the appropriate way to lay it out based upon how they get up in the morning and get dressed and get ready for their day. Um, it, it's it, uh, As a designer, it kind of amazes me how different people utilize their bedroom. I mean, some people uh, do like to read. Some people do like to... Um, you know, get up and, and get dressed right away because they're, uh, they need a space because their partner is probably still asleep so they can't, like, have mm-hmm. all the lights on. So it's, you know, you have to learn about what makes them feel comfortable so they can get up, get dressed, get moving, get the kids out, do whatever they have to do. Um, and it does help them to get that nice start to the day instead of tripping over stuff, running into stuff. Um, even as something, as you said, Shaquille O'Neal has his big mm-hmm. bed. If mm-hmm. you do not like, if you have a tall husband and a short wife, both of you have to sit <laughs> in that bed. I mean, the husband doesn't want his feet dangling off the bed. Some headboards mm-hmm. may work, but not all. So you really have to sit down and assess how do we live in this space? Do we have small kids? Are our kids jumping on our beds? You know, even though we tell them not to. Because. Mm-hmm. Once you take all that into effect, that's going to determine what type of furniture you're going to need in the space, um, keep you from worrying so your kid's not jumping off the bed, hitting the foot of the bed, you know, <laughs> or hitting mm. the or the sideboard or anything like that. Um, so, like, all of those things you do have to keep in mind, um, even to how you get up at night because um, you don't want to stump your toe. I mean, I've, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that as a designer. It's like one little small little Rearrangement, and you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, and that's it's, true. Yeah, it's it's little things like that that um you can do. So one thing I I try to I try to keep it simple is one before you do any shopping, get to measure out your space, and then two pick two pieces that you really need. And this is something if you're married, you you husband and wife both have to agree on. Um, mm-hmm. So it can't just be like in some cases you have um, a dresser and your husband has a chest. No, you have to pick a piece there both of y'all utilize and use. Uh, mm-hmm. Most cases that, that is the best. So those are the two things that I, I tell people to do before they buy any pieces before they decide what they need or what they don't want to keep or toss, just to measure out their existing space or new space and pick Mm -hmm. one piece that both of them want to keep. 
I mean, this year was very easy. <laughs> and then from there, then from there, um, what you're going to need is you're, in most cases, and unless you feel as though you can, which most people can't, you do have mm-hmm. a small percentage that can. But if you can't figure it out to consult a professional like myself, because it's not mm-hmm. going to take that much time for us to sit there and tell you that certain pieces will or will not make it work in a space. And to lay out your bedroom so you can get up quickly, you can get up in the dark, you you have designated areas where you can walk, there's no clutter. Um, we can suggest certain pieces that will help you stay organized, to store your clothes. Mm-hmm. Your, um, some people may have a small bathroom, so they may have to put, like, their toiletries, like their creams and makeup and stuff in. And uh, to help you to just stay organized so you can get up, find what you need, get dressed, and get out. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Because that takes me to, to one of the other questions I had, um, and I think you already answered it, but it was regarding just downsizing. You know, you have, you live in t- this big, beautiful home, three, four bedrooms, but then all of a sudden you decide you want to downsize to city living, but you don't want to part with the large bedroom. So do you still, of course, like you said, measure the space, but do you still then decide just on two pieces of all of the pieces that you may have. I mean, I'm thinking of some of the master bedrooms I've seen, and it's like so many pieces of furniture. <laughs> but did you still decide on the two pieces? Yes. Yes, that's definitely okay. a given. Now, when I tell people this, they're like, well, I can't part with that dresser. That dresser's been in my family. Or I don't want to part with that chest or certain pieces. I, I understand that. But when you're downsizing all these pieces that you had that, fit into the current space is realistically not going to fit into the new space. It may on paper, but you have to take into consideration your space as a person. Um, You getting up, walking to the bathroom, you getting up and moving around that space, you getting up and getting dressed in that space. Um, Just how your bed is arranged, uh, how you walk in on your bed, how you... it's all about feng shui, uh, feng, feng shui, I'm sorry, <laughs> and, and what makes you feel comfortable as a human being because at the end of it, it's, it's going to affect how you sleep. It's going to affect how you uh, function when you get up. And like that statistic said, it's going to affect you throughout the day. And a lot of people mm. don't realize that. Um, so... What I try to tell them to do is to narrow it down to those pieces. Anything else that you love is not in those two pieces. We can probably put into another space in the house. Mm. Um, as a designer, I do find creative ways that we can use other pieces. So it's not saying that you want to get rid of them completely. It's just that you cannot fit everything into this space. And we have to mm. first make sure that with those two pieces, that if it works and we can incorporate anything else, that we incorporate it in a way that you can um, move throughout the space and feel comfortable. So you can, it's a welcoming space for you to go in and sleep. It's a welcoming space for you to relax. Um, because if you look at it, we spend most of our day at work, 
some of our time, you know, in our kitchens or our family room watching TV, but you go to your bedroom, for most cases, to unwind, relax, sleep, and get ready for mm-hmm. the next day. So you have to mm-hmm. have that environment set up so you want to go in there. You're not taking stuff off the bed. You want to go in there. It's, you want to go to sleep. It's welcoming. Um you know, and it's not clutter-free and you're not feeling claustrophobic in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's true. That is so yeah. true. So, so Felicia, what are some ways that we can organize a small bedroom? For a small bedroom, I do try to tell people to be creative. Like those two pieces that you're talking about, one is the bed mm-hmm. to make sure that the bed is, you know, the nice size that you need it. And then say if that bed overpowers the space, always utilize the space below the bed. Um, in some cases, uh, depending upon the space, um, we could use the space on either side of the bed um, to build out with bookshelves or cabinets so you can have a lot of space for storage. Um you can be creative as doing your simple nightstand or doing other pieces that allow you to store more stuff um, and display more stuff. Another thing that a lot of people don't do, in their, in their bedroom they normally put up the pictures or use the wall space for, uh, you know, artwork and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you can also incorporate shelves um, and use that for storage too. Um, utilize the vertical space. Just like I suggest it people use in their office and in their closet, you can do mm-hmm. the same in a bedroom. Um, mm. We had, for one client, she had this weird, it was like 24 inches vertical um, deck, mm-hmm. and then it, it expanded for a good maybe six or five feet. And she was like, I don't know what to put here. A furniture piece wouldn't fit because she had to walk mm. past it to get to the closet. So I okay. suggested her to find a carpenter and kind of close off that space or make it into shelves. So now mm-hmm. she has spaces to put her books. Uh, we made a little niche where she could put a lamp, and um, mm-hmm. we had him incorporate smaller doors, not because we're only looking at maybe 24 inches of depth, so it's like maybe 18 inches for a drawer. So like little stuff. Um, we made a little area where she could pull up a small little bench uh, so she could put on her makeup. So now she has this unlimited wall space that we built up vertically that she can now use, and she can store stuff, use it to put on her makeup. She can put her books, her mm. little knickknacks, everything, even artwork and frames, not hung, because it took up a majority of her wall. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she has, she doesn't have stuff on her dresser, and she has more stuff <laughs> out of her dresser into that area. So it just helps her to, you know, to organize her life in her room. Yeah. And I like what you said just about utilizing different things because one of the things I decided to do when I had to buy end tables for or nightstands and tables for the bedroom is I wanted like a little shelf because I read a lot. So that way I would have a space just to put my books that I read daily because um, I, I want them by my bed, so I like that. But I like the way that she was able to incorporate the shelving with that little niche that she nook she had. So that's a good idea as well. Yeah. Um, and it's it's always best to be open minded 
when you're mm-hmm. in a small space. Like uh, some of these nightstands may be a little too big for you to have a bed and a nightstand next to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what I kind of suggest is some for people to find nesting tables that are on wheels mm. so you can roll it over when you need it, roll it back over mm-hmm. into the space. Um, so nesting tables are a good idea. Um, another thing is um, I had a lady who traveled, and she had, like, this beautiful work of art. One thing she had that she got from India was an elephant that um, she put a plant on. It actually was made for you to put a plant mm. on. Um, and she, I told her, so why don't you bring that into your living room? She said, oh, I love it. It would go so nicely because of the, the way they would paint it. So she bought mm-hmm. it in her, in her room to use as a nightstand. Mm. Very creative. Yeah. So um, that's Great. something that she can do too. Mm. So, Felicia, what about the dresser? Because what are some creative ways we can keep the tops of our dressers organized and clutter-free? Because that can become a, just a zone a cluttered zone in and of itself. Um, just like your office desk, <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of people laugh at me when I say, if you saw my dress right now, you would kind of laugh. But it is it's just like your office desk. I mean, uh, when I work, you can tell that I'm working because everything's in disarray, but mm-hmm. I have a home for everything. And that's the same thing that you have to do with your dresser. So um, you know how in some cases when you have a smaller space, um, some people that I'm dealing with now, um, they're having homes built and their their bedroom's actually on the first floor, so they're afraid, oh, when I entertain, I really have to clean my bedroom or shut it off. Not necessarily. If you if everything has a home, you can live 90% of your time the way that you feel comfortable living, <laughs> the way that normal people live. But when mm-hmm. it comes time for you to, you have that guest, that family member coming over, and you need to straighten up and do whatever you need to do. If everything has its home, you can put everything away really quickly and really easily, and you know how to access it when you need it. So just like with your office desk, if everything has a home, at the end of the day when you're done working, you can put it away and it's home and it's done. Um, same thing should be with your dresser. Everything that you would normally take out and put in your dresser should have a home where you can store it. Uh, whether mm-hmm. it's in your hall bathroom, if you don't have a master bathroom, whether it's in your master mm-hmm. bathroom, um, whether in some cases I do have people try to utilize their drawer space, depending upon what the product is. If everything mm-hmm. has its home, that's fine. Uh, because, I mean, I'm I'm human. I get up, I get dressed, my creams and stuff mm-hmm. are on there. I keep them on there. I'm running out the door. But mm-hmm. if someone's coming over, I know where that home is for that product, and it's off my dresser. So it looks like, oh, you always keep a clean dresser. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, I know that feeling. <laughs> oh, that's the way you do it. Um, and it it does work, and it helps you to be more productive. So it's like, you know, if you most people... Um, I know I have some people, even family members that are very, like, OCD. They they need that mm-hmm. clean environment to, die, to detox. But when they're rushing and doing what they have to do, it's it's total chaos. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. 
But in the day when you need to have that clear space just to put your mind at ease so you can relax, if everything has a home, it makes it a lot faster for you to put it away and a lot faster for you to find it the next morning. <laughs> and yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, I know. I mean, there are times when, yes, my dresser is clear, but then, like you said, when you're trying to pull things together and you have to run out the door, yes, I'll leave a items on there. When I come back, like you said, they have a home, so I put them back where they belong. So mm-hmm. we all have to deal with that. So do you have any, I mean, you've given a lot of great tips here, um, and which I have written down on my little notepad, but do you have <laughs> any final tips <laughs> for maximizing just a small, yeah, just a small space because, you know, there's so many apartment dwellers and, and we have to just maximize every inch of space because they're taking our uh, our walk-in closet storage space. They don't give us uh, the, the new thing now is no medicine cabinets in some of the bathrooms. It's like, what are you doing to us? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're just forcing you to live a little outside the box, and, and that's where mm-hmm. I come in to help you, or even you, Janet, come in to help people to organize and how to creatively use their space. Um, I come across this all the time. But basic thing I tell people to do is, one, utilize that vertical space. And, two, think outside the box. I mean, a lot of people now use their bed, uh, underneath their bed as storage. Um, If you think about the area, instead of just putting a nightstand above your bed, but building that out and up, Mm. You know, if you can, um, that creates additional storage for you to put things. Um, a lot of people like that. Um, so just being creative with different furniture pieces and, if possible, incorporating them into your bedroom. And that's where I, as an interior designer, come in. Another thing is um, people are always afraid of, well, I have a small bedroom with my lip. I don't know how to decorate it or make it pop. Color is one thing. A lot of people think, well, if it's white, it will always look there, but you can always pick an accent wall. You can always bring in some artwork. Uh, you can always do a fabric headboard, too. It doesn't have to be attached to your bed to push it out, those extra feet. You can do it right above mm. the bed as, like, a piece of art. So there, there, there's so many ways that you can do to beautify your space, to have that type of bedroom that you see on, you know, TV or see in a magazine mm. or Battle Homes and Gardens but still have it function the way you need to do. And um, if you're having a hard time doing that, then that's where you call me. And it's as simple as a one-on-one conversation, and we can probably resolve it that <laughs> right then and there <laughs> as to what you need to do. Um, because it's, it's just a matter of thinking outside the box, which some people are so designed to say, well, I need a bedroom piece. And in most cases, it's just a piece of furniture. It doesn't have to be a bedroom mm-hmm. piece. It's just a piece of furniture mm-hmm. that will allow you to store your clothes if you're taking away that extra walk-in closet mm-hmm. or to mm-hmm. store toiletries if you don't have that medicine cabinet in your um, bathroom anymore, um, to creatively store your, your clothes or uh, even mm-hmm. your shoes or anything else. Um, it's funny, though, because I had this one client <laughs> She kind of ran out of shoe space. 
we organized with Splash. Why do you have me buying new shoes? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or buying extra. <laughs> like, oh, whatever works. But she's like, I, I feel like my bedroom is my oasis. And that's mm-hmm. how I want my clients to feel. That's what's priceless. Um, in most cases, yeah, you're once you have your space organized and you can attest to that, it is going to feel bigger and you might have the urge to buy something else to fill it. But at the end of the day, it's going to feel like an oasis that you want to retreat to, that you're not mm-hmm. cringing to go in. Yeah. Mm. And, that's an, that's an, and that's great. And that's, that's what every bedroom should be like, an oasis. So, Felicia, how can people get in contact with you? For your consultation to utilize your service to maximize the space in a small bedroom or just any other design issues. Okay. Well, um, definitely um, they can reach me through um, my phone, um, and that number is 215-808-4786. They can also reach me via email um, at... um, Benton, B-E-N-T-O-N, underscore Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A, at yahoo.com. Um, and they can also go through my website. There's a contact page there, too. Um, this allows them to see some of the work that I've done. Um, and also, uh, when they go to the contact section, they can put in what type of project they're um, trying to do, and then I can reach out, call them. And that website address is... Felicia, F-E-L-I-C-I-A, dash Benton, B-E-N-T-O-N, dot squarespace.com. So um, those are some of the ways that they can contact me, phone, email, and through my website. And I'll be more than happy to help them, you know, make their bedroom a new oasis. (laughs) Yes, and And everybody needs a Yeah, everybody needs a bedroom. I mean, we all work hectic, have hectic lives, and... We need to come home to a place where we can just relax and rejuvenate ourselves. So, and also, listeners, Felicia will be coming back next month to tell us how to tackle some of this stuff in the closet, too. So, see, she's working her way around the bedroom. So, give her a call <laughs> now so she can help you with your bedroom, and then you listen in when she does the closet, and you can call her again. Well, Felicia, I thank you so much, as always, for your time and all of your tips and techniques. It's greatly appreciated. Oh, you're welcome, Janet. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs> and <laughs> I so will much. stay. And I will be talking with you soon. Okay. Um, you too, and definitely stay warm out there. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I definitely will. <laughs> okay. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye bye. Hello, this is Bob Lewis from Closet and Storage Concepts, and you are listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with Janet Taylor. And Got Clutter? Get Organized podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, which is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on whatever device, including whatever you're listening to us on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com forward slash get organized, you can get a free audio book and a one-year free trial. Excuse me, a 30-day free trial. Sorry about that. I'm into the year here. And tonight's book, which I'm suggesting, is 
Less doing, more living. Make everything in life easier by Aria Missal. And basically, less is more, or more specifically, the less you have to do, the more you have to live. Efficiency expert Aria Missal details his less doing philosophy, which will streamline your life and make everything easier in business and our personal lives. So, less doing, more living, make everything in life easier is my book suggestion. And again, www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. You get one free audio book and a one-month free trial. So there's a 30-day free trial, not a year, 30 days and get your free copy of the book and share with me. If you've downloaded one of the audio books, share with me and let me know which audio book and how it's impacted your life. Well, as we continue to show, I want to talk to you about some tips during my tailor tip time on just organizing your bedroom. And i got five tips for you. First of all, you need to purge stuff. If you have a small bedroom, you want to decide on the items you no longer use, need, wear. For example, the shoes, the clothes, the accessories. Um, maybe it's books you've read or maybe it's luggage. Um, it could be anything, but things that you no longer use, purge. Also, in reference to the books. Remove books and other reading material that can be placed in another area of the home. So once you've read the books, don't stack them up in the corner. Maybe find another area in your apartment, in your home, where they can go. Number three is my favorite, is repurpose things to help you organize a small bedroom. I organ I use a tray if you go onto my Pinterest page or maybe even if you go on my um, Instagram page, but I use a nice little glass tray which came with a cute little cup or saucer, and I use that on my dresser. Basically, I put my perfume bottles on the tray, and then in the in the little cup, I put I have like a little necklace and some little earrings that are really small, and I repurpose that. I also have my mom's traveling trunk, which you can actually go to my Instagram page. I'm Organizer Janet and see the trunk. I use that for storage as well. And number four is use organizers to maintain order in the drawers. There's so many different types of drawer organizers where you can organize your socks, your shirts, scarves, other items. So that way you'll just have a one specific location and you can grab things. And the fifth tip is to set aside time weekly to maintain order. So maybe all through the week you're just kind of pulling yourself, pulling your items, your clothes, et cetera, together. So maybe on a Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon, you just take some time, put the clothes back, put the shoes back, put the accessories back, take all the pocketbooks that you decided not to wear, put them back because that is the simplest way to maintain order. When you take something out, you put it back. So again, purge items in your bedroom, remove any reading material, books and everything, and put them on shelves. Repurpose items, just like trays, etc., to organize items in your dresser. Use organizers, draw organizers. And number five, set aside time weekly to maintain order in your bedroom. So that is this week's Taylor's Tip 
time. I want to thank you for your tweets, your emails, your posts on Facebook. Thank all of you for joining me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for all who are following me. Thank you so much, as well as those of you who are following me on my blog talk radio community. I appreciate you so much. I did receive an email, and the email said, what do you do with old greeting cards such as birthday cards? And, of course, she says she also has old books and tapes. Well, my response was, once you don't have any sentimental attachment to the item, it'll be easier to let go. And I would say start small. For example, I let go of birthday cards from people um, I worked with, I would say, maybe 30 years ago. Um, I came across a lot of different cards because, you know, when you work in an environment and people give you the birthday cards, they take you out to the birthday lunch, which is wonderful, great, I'm thankful for it. But that was 30 years ago. So I really don't need to hold on to all of those things. And a lot of those people I wouldn't even know how to get in contact with anyway. Um, so that's what I've done. That's to start small over the 20 years. So start small. And then basically with Christmas cards, I only have Christmas cards from 2014. That's it. Because if you think about it, if you keep Christmas cards from every single Christmas, and some of you out there do, and that's okay. But if you're ready to let go and make room in your life, and have more space, then I basically keep a last year's cards. Because how what that does is, one, that helps me to know who I need to write cards to in 2015. Um, but also it's just, I, I because I keep them, I just like to really reminisce, like, oh, this person gave me a card last year. Or maybe like, oh, this person gave me a card last year. I really need to talk to them because I haven't touched base with them in a year or so. So that's my tip. So with the greeting cards, the birthday cards. Now, she also said she has old tape, old books and tapes. Old books, if you've read them, I would donate them to a um, literacy program, the old books. The old tapes, um, and that depends. Depending on what type of tapes they are, you can go to some record stores. They do buy old um, tapes, old music tapes. Sometimes they take old old um, VHSs, but a lot of times people now, they want the DVDs, the CDs, or they just download things. So um, if it doesn't have any sentimental value or if it does, then get it transferred to a um, DVD or CD. But if it really doesn't, then it's time to let it go. You know, sell them for a penny or 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 a dollar at a flea market, Um, but just begin to purge your life. I got rid of a lot of tapes that I knew I would. I don't have a VCR, and I know that they really were just movies that I wanted to have, but now I don't no longer need them. So hopefully that will help the person who sent in the email, but also somebody else out there as well. Well, Today is Monday, and you know what tomorrow is? It is Toss It Tuesday. So let's clear the bedroom. (laughs) Toss the jewelry, the shoes, the clothes that are too worn to donate, not the ones that need to be donated, but we're talking about the pieces of um, costume jewelry 
that we may have bought years ago, and it would cost us more to get it repaired than it's actually worth. The shoes that have just been worn one too many times and maybe something that the mall's got to that you can no longer wear. And it's just too bad. to dump. Let's just toss it. Let's make Toss It Tuesday a day that we conquer clutter in our bedrooms. Like this Tuesday, mark your calendars. Well, my next thing is, as we move in along, my app suggestion. One of the things Felicia said was, that maybe your bedroom needs a little pop of color. Well, Benjamin Moore has an app that helps you select paint for your bedroom. But, of course, you know, sometimes it's best to call the professionals like Felicia when you're taking on a project like that because you, you're just not sure. But, of course, Benjamin Moore has an app, and you can download the app to your phone, pick out some colors, and then you call Felicia and say, Felicia, these are the colors I'm thinking. What do you think? And like she said, she does a consultation. I think a lot of times when we think of interior designers or professional organizers, we think we've got to make a huge financial investment. But a lot of times we provide services for people who just basically want to pick our brains. Um, For example, you know, I utilize Felicia when I have a space that my personal space, and I'm like, okay, this is my space, and I'm just not sure where to place things. I'm a great organizer, but when it comes to really allowing my design um, personality to come through, I need help. And then she can come in, and she can say, okay, Janet, put this here, here, and there, and here, it's done. It's, It's a nice little quick project, but that's what a little consultation does. Or you can do it virtually as well. So Benjamin Moore is my app, is my app suggestion. Now my product suggestion, because we have bedrooms, we may have limited space, but I know as um, I get older, there are certain things that I'd like to have in my bedroom, which is seating. But, of course, you want to make a dual purpose. So Pier 1 has a versatile seating storage in stubble-bonded leather, leather, um, and basically, it's a really nice bench where you can store things, but also if you need to sit down, put your socks on, put your shoes on, or maybe just sit and just take a couple of deep breaths. And, of course, that photo and a link to purchase the product will be on my social media immediately following this segment. And my last um item is my repurpose suggestion, which is a two-tier cake stand, and they turned it into a perfume stand. You can put jewelry there, whatever you want, and I thought it was great, and you can find that by going to my Pinterest page. So, again, the storage unit is my product suggestion, and the two-tier cake stand, turn perfume stand, perfume stand is my repurpose suggestion. And of course, if you have a repurpose suggestion for me, um, I would love to hear from you and please send me your photos. And hey, I would love to share with others what you, um, your creativity. 
of course, for those of you who are continually listening and may not have taken up advantage of the free offers, 30 Minutes or Less, Simple Tips to Organize Your Life is an e-book that provides you 30 tips that you can do in 30 minutes or less. My second free offer is 25 Tips to Organizing Your Office e-book, and basically there are 25 tips to help you organize your office, and with that you get a free audio on how to have a smooth morning routine. Smooth morning routine. And then, of course, there is, you can purchase a copy of my book, 101 Secrets to Living an Organized Life, and it's 101 Secrets on how you can live an organized life. It talks about your home, your office, your life, your time. So be sure to go to my website at www.JanetMTaylor.com. Well, it is February. It is the month of love. We already talked about organizing the small bedroom. Next week, Anne Bingley Gallup will be returning to talk about looking for love, clear the clutter. This is for all of you single people out there who want love to come into your life. And once again, on Valentine's Day, you may be sitting home thinking, what is going on? Well, have you ever considered the space? Have you ever considered the stuff in your home and in your life? And <clears throat> and I had a great opportunity to interview Anne because she actually will be away at the time of this airing of this interview and just talk about how we can really clear out the stuff and the junk that's blocking love from entering our life. So I hope you will join me because that was a wonderful conversation. Then following that, we're still talking about love because we're going to talk about love and and, and clutter before Valentine's Day as well as after Valentine's Day. We are going to talk about sharing space in business life and love with returning wonderful guest Beth Macy, and we're going to be talking about how our clutter affects basically people who we share space with, whether it's a coworker or whether it's somebody in our home, how it just changes the dynamics and how we need to be conscious of all the stuff and the junk in our life and how it affects other people. So, again, next week, looking for love, clear the clutter with Ann Bingley Gallup. And the following week, sharing space in business, life, and love with Miss Beth Macy. Well, my wonderful, uh, for the week, excuse me, my wonderful quote for the week, I'm sorry. I'm listening to all the air out and the wind outside is when you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love. Marcus Aurelius. Again, when you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love. And I think I wanted to say that is because we are entering into the wonderful season of Valentine's Day. And I know for some of you out there, it can be a wonderful and happy and celebratory season. But sometimes for a lot of you out there, it can be a sad season. Maybe for somebody who's been near and dear to you, who may no longer be with you because they passed away, 
or maybe because you just haven't found that right one. But always know that love comes in many forms, shapes, sizes, and um, all I can say right now is I am truly being surrounded by so much love, and I will share with you in the coming weeks what I mean by that. But I think sometimes, and I'm even learning each and every day, that we're looking for something and we think it'll come one way, and boom, it's already in our life, but it looks just a little different. But it's what we've always wanted. So I hope that as you go um, continue on this week and this month and this year, you will really begin to think about just all the stuff in your life, whether it's in your bedroom, whether it's in your kitchen, whether it's in your basement, whether it's in your garage, and begin to think of it and ask yourself, is it blocking something? Is it blocking me from getting something that I've always wanted? Is it putting a blockage between me and somebody in my household, in my life? What is it doing? What is this clutter? Is it even just blocking me from being healthy and whole? So I want you to just give that some thought as you get rid of stuff and know that when you get rid of stuff, you're not really getting rid of stuff. You're just making room for more wonderful things to come into your life. So with that, I do hope you will definitely join me next week in Looking for Love, Clear the Clutter, and Bingley Gallops. And, of course, when you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love. Marcus Aurelius. So be sure, if you haven't already done so, to make sure you visit me on my website at www.JanetMTaylor.com, which we are in the process of revising. So it will have a whole new look and new feel. So I can't wait to see the debut myself because we're in the process. And then, of course, once it's officially launched, I will definitely let you know. And check out all of our blogs because I actually have another wonderful newsletter coming out this week. So make sure you talk on our blog, check out our blogs, check out our products, and just check out and see what I'm doing out there in the world of organizing. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, I definitely want you to have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? 